Are you struggling in your faith? Are you pretending you're happy but stuck in a spiritual rut? Are you tired of listening to famous pastors and preachers who make it sound so easy? Welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one Protestant and Catholic voice in America. I talk about the important things that nobody else is talking about, like how to align with God's plan for your life, because I believe this is where 90% of Christians get stuck. And I tackle the negative self-talk that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are brave Protestants and Catholics who share their struggles, their fears, and their daily holy habits that help them win in their spiritual lives. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist and a spiritual coach to Christian business owners and CEOs who are married with children. This show was created for you, the broken Catholic, who's pushing to get your spouse, your kids, and yourself to heaven. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you're just one surrender prayer away. Today, my featured guest is Steve Picorni. You can find him at freedom-coaching.net, freedom-coaching.net. Now, after being set free by grace from 12 years of pornography, Steve became the founder of Freedom Coaching, a one-to-one mentoring system designed to break permanently, to permanently break the attraction to pornified images in both men and women. He is also the author of Redeemed Vision, Setting the Blind Free from the Pornified Culture, as well as the host of the 12-part series, Redeeming Our Vision, which lays out a game plan for a culture of beauty, the antidote to the pornified culture. Steve is also an internationally known speaker on marriage and family life topics and has been featured on multiple podcasts, none better than this one, of course, including Jesse Romero, Beer Wozniak, uh, Teresa Tomeo. Steve lives in San Antonio, Texas with his wife and two daughters. Steve, welcome to Broken Catholic, number one podcast on iTunes for Protestants and Catholics. I did not mean to like bash anybody else's podcast. They're all phenomenal. Okay. I was just having a little fun here, people. All right, Steve, welcome you, you to Broken are, Catholic. You are awesome. You are certainly um, uh, excited about the work you do and you should be there. So thanks, brother. Praise God, man. Um, go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro. Just take like 30 seconds. Sure. So within this whole thing is, um, Joseph, it's an honor to be with you here, Joseph, and to share a little bit of of the work we're doing in my story. Excellent. Uh, Let's start out, take a minute, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Sure. Not a lot of people know that um, I'm actually a Byzantine Catholic. And for anybody who's listening, most people are familiar with Roman Catholic and think there's only one way and those of you are Roman. And um, so for those who are unaware, there's like 23 different flavors of being Catholic united to uh, to Rome and especially to Protestant brothers and sisters out there who are listening to this. Like that sounds very unique and interesting. And basically we take a very, um, our, our focus is really on beauty and really the idea of that, whereas um, whereas in typically as men, we want to go out and conquer and take over the world. Women, the way in which women get us and anybody who's married or has any, any man who has any, any sort of interest in a woman, right? Uh, it's their beauty that draws them in and are, are brought in. And um, so this has been an aspect of my life for actually changing rights um, from, uh, from Roman Catholicism to Byzantine Catholic um, uh, for about three years. And it's been a, a crazy journey. Um, and now I, and I still have a lot more to go and learn. Yeah, got it. Thanks for sharing that. So BC Nation, as Steve pointed out, we have listeners in all different um, 
uh, denominations, right, of Christianity. We're all one royal family under the same father. We live in the father's house. We live in different rooms with different paint colors. And just because someone's room is a different color than yours does not make yours better. Just, it doesn't. Just another way to look at it, okay? So, Steve, um, let's start out with a little bit of backstory. But before we go into your story, um, why, why addiction to pornography? Why is this the area that you chose, or I should say God called you, to really focus and, and set the rest of your life upon? First off, I would say it's uh, why am I involved in this area? It's because you know, I humbly say God couldn't find anybody worse, right? Uh, I Out of this, as you explained in the intro, right? I was hooked on this for 12 years. And I we, here at Freedom Coaching, I like to use, we, we like to use the term, it's not addiction, but a compulsion, okay? So addiction has the mindset that once hooked, always hooked. And, um, and for those who have been involved with this, it's a growing phenomenon, tons of guys, increasing number of women thinking I will never be done with this. And I like to say that, you know, it's a serious attachment. It's something that needs to be dealt with, needs to be healed, but that's precisely the point. It can be healed from the inside out. And so I was, I mean, hopelessly into this and, and God, um, through this whole thing, right. Part of, part of, I think one of my maybe attributes and, and one of my strengths, um, is I'm, I'm not satisfied and on, on a lot of levels, I, I'm constantly trying to pursue the heart of God. And wanted to do that. Obviously, we can't do that except through grace. And so, there's been a lot of grace that's been given to me, um, been given to me to um, to let go of, let go of my own um, my own way of doing things, and realizing like I can't do this without what He wants me to do. And and it's terrifying, it's exhilarating, uh, but and I would humbly say it's the only way to live. Would you be willing to give an example of something you had to let go of your way of doing things? Sure. Uh, connected to this ministry, the, the ministry of freedom coaching is, is that of learning people how to see. Uh, for so much of my life, um, I had been, it's connected to pride, Joseph, and you probably know something about pride, right? Hey, cheap shot. <laughs> but you're right. Go ahead. Yeah, right. And and I, I think um, I I judged women a lot because from my, my experience was I got into porn, especially got into lustful behavior when I was in seventh grade, 13. Right. And this stuff infected me. It was, uh, I call it the pandemic to end all pandemics in a real sense. And it was, and I got sick, really sick from this. Right. And my, my vision, literally, um, there was like a filter that went over my eyes. And I would blame women, blame girls around me because I felt unattractive. And because you don't have an interest in me, then I'm going to hate you or I'm going to have a despise you with my attitude or the way I, I look at you. And there was a lot of just um, a lot of anger that came out there. As I like to say, right underneath all this lust was all this anger. And, underneath, and, and as you filter, peel back the layers there underneath all this anger was this fear, this fear of being out of control. And, and ultimately for myself, or, uh, this, this fear that I'm not lovable, that nobody can understand me, that nobody's going to accept me for who I am. Um, and so uh, all of this porn use, all this masturbation was simply surface, right? It's hiding behind that. And when, and, and it's, it was very painful to go underneath that. But, but I also got to a point where I realized that I can't stay where I'm at. 
I'm dying inside here. Just one, one quick story. And this is years along my, my struggle. I'm in, in a house I'm living in and I was in grad school and it's a Saturday night, right? I, it's like, I don't know, 10 o'clock. I'm emptying the dishwasher at 10 because that's what you do on Saturday night and <laughs> by yourself. And, and there's just this interior pain just hit me. I fell to my knees on the floor. Like, God, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. And this is years of various other healing. There's other bigger things. So like maybe one little message to, to, to those who are listening to this is I think that's exactly where God wants us to realize, like, I can't do this. You can, I can't do this on my own and, and really get it right. We can hear those words and we go to church and we hear the preacher preaching on this stuff, but, but really realizing like it's all grace and we've got, and for me, I had to just let go of, of the way in which I'm seeing things like, okay, God, how do you see the world? And may I, and I'm begging you to give me this vision. Mm. BC Nation, Steve is sharing his heart with us, and that takes something. It takes courage for sure to be that transparent, that visible, that naked spiritually. However, what he's sharing is real. It's so real. I get to work with a lot of men, and I get to work with a lot of wives of men who are hooked on porn. Some of those wives are in support groups, in therapy for their husband's addiction. Think about that. They're in therapy for the suffering caused by their spouse who they love dearly. Could you imagine the guilt and shame that man feels? Not only his own for a lack of control, but he's also hurting the one he loves, his bride. Like that just stacks, compounds. It feels so heavy, so unbearable that we just want to crawl under a rock sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly where the enemy wants us, under the rock, in the darkness not asking God for help. And Steve shared here that God wants us where? Falling to our knees, saying, I can't do it on my own, Father. I need you. But Steve, I want to go a, a little bit differently for a second here with this, because it's been my experience that a person has to have the desire in their heart to change or to give God permission to take over in order for that to happen. Right, That's a prerequisite. That has to be a desire in the heart. However, not everyone's at that step, at that place. So what do you, advice do you give to men and women that you coach that don't have the desire to stop yet? They're very um, St. Augustine-like, you know, God. Just like, not yet. Yeah, like, like change me, heal me, just not yet. I'm having too much fun, right? The desire is not there yet. How, what advice do you give? Sure. Uh, to... To paraphrase the story, if you haven't, and for those who are hearing this, haven't, haven't read it, I highly recommend it. It's called The Lizard of Lust, one of the stories in uh, C.S. Lewis's Great Divorce, where the, in, uh, there's a ghost and the angel appears to him and says, may I kill it, right? And he makes all kinds of excuses. And I think for those who are hearing this, uh, you're making an excuse. Because if you really knew, God, if you really knew what God has prepared for us, right? I has not seen or ear has not heard what God is ready for those who love him. If you really knew what your sexual desire is really all about, that is meant for absolute total union compared to what is given in pornography or the arms of a broken lover or anything, all the ways we misuse our sexuality that is not as gift, um, we'll, we'll realize that all that other behavior is not even a candle compared to the white hot fire that God has for us. So I first say, is to ask God for the desire to have your heart broken. 
we, that's a scary, scary prayer, Joseph, right? Because we, we, we had this conversation before we, we came on air, right? Like, I want you to just get real, get naked, get, get, get vulnerable here. And it's terrifying because we want to pose. And especially when you put in the whole um, social media nonsense, all this crap, like Instagram, it's gotta be perfect. The perfect filter, it's gotta look great, right? Um, and, and at the end of the day, no picture, no person behind those pictures is perfect. Everybody's got crap they're working from. And most people, have a lot of things going on, right? And the further we get away from God's plan for, for life, for love, for our sexuality, which is awesome, by the way, the more we're kidding ourselves, right? So, and it's, so my yeah. listener, let me jump in right there. Yeah, my listener is listening and hearing what you're saying. And they're like, Steve, I appreciate that, but I've never experienced this white hot fire of intimacy <laughs> with one person. So how do I know it's not a bunch of BS? just to get me to give up the little that I have when I feel alone and I, and I go and I want to look at some porn just to feel better or to escape my, my, my life, my misery, or I want to go get high to escape, et cetera. Like I don't believe because I've never experienced it. I don't even believe it exists. What do you say to them? I say to that first off, the single greatest cause in the, athe- uh, in the world for atheists is Christians who go to church on Sunday and then go live their life like God doesn't exist, right? You've got a ton of hypocrites. All of us are hypocrites. Joseph, I hate to break it to you. You're a hypocrite and so am I, right? We just happen to have platforms to be able to talk to people, okay? So obviously if we're not seeing it out there, then um, that's okay. I would say that's okay because um, maybe you've been given wrong ideals. Maybe people around you haven't been there, but just because we don't see something doesn't mean it doesn't exist, right? The fact that gravity is there, we can't see it, but we know it's real. Don't go jump off a roof. You'll come in real contact with us. So that's the flip side of the negative side. The real side here, and if I can speak truth to power here, is that you are called to absolute union. You are called to love and life in a way that is unbelievable. And we as Christians believe that this is ultimately fulfilled in heaven, where there's total union with every man and woman who's there united with the Trinity forever. So the first stage and starting point is simply to open our heart and have an honest, conversation, drop our pride. God, I don't feel you. I don't see you present. Would you reveal yourself to me? Mm. I believe there's two things that are necessary, BC Nation, and Steve is hitting both of them right now. If you want deeper relationship with God, deeper relationship with people, there's two things that are necessary in your prayer life with God. The first thing is permission. Mm. You must give God permission to do what? Well, to put the desire in your heart to change if you don't have that desire. And Steve is right. It's okay if you don't have the desire, if you're still having too much fun. I was there. But eventually it got to the point where I was like, this isn't working. I'm having fun, but I'm miserable. If that makes sense. And you know, it makes sense. I was having fun. My flesh was having fun, but my soul was dying. Like I was miserable. So I gave God permission. God, I don't have the desire to stop this behavior that I know is hurting me and hurting others, I give you permission to put that desire in my heart in the name of Jesus. That's it. It's literally that simple. God waits, God waits for that permission. Why? Because he gave you free will and he is the ultimate gentleman. Until you give him permission, he will not enter. He just won't. So that's the first thing. The second thing that's required after you give God permission to put the desire in your heart, wait. Just wait for him to put the desire. It's now on him. The ball's in his court. Okay, go about your thing. Okay, if you're still going to fall, you're still going to fall. You've given permission to God. He's going to move at his timing and it will, it will happen. 
Number two is surrender. Once he moves and puts that desire in your heart and you hit your knees like Steve did, it just overtook him. And he's like, God, I can't. I can't do this on my own. I give it to you. I surrender it to you. That's what. That's the second requirement. You got to surrender the whole problem, the addiction, the compulsion, the whole thing. 13 years, 20 years of chronic addiction, alcohol, drugs, all of it. Like surrender it to God. He will take it. That's his promise. He'll take it. He'll lift it for you. You can't. His strength can. Steve, challenge me back on either of those, or do you agree? I would add to what you just said and say, God is the perfect bridegroom. We as church, we as humanity, our bride, he wants to woo us to himself. And not on a bed of pleasure does he come to meet us, but it's a bed of nails, right? Well, that doesn't sound very attractive. No, but it root it doesn't. But but actually, it does though, Joseph. Because we think about it, right? Think of any movies, right? Where the pursuit of love, like, is never, hey, I'm interested in you, great. It's all going to work out and, and happily ever end, uh, happily ever after. That's not the way it works out, right? There's always going to be conflict. There's going to be an issue, at least on this side side of eternity, and that's what makes great stories. And we are built for stories, but many of us have forgotten the story that the God of the universe was so madly crazy in love with us that came down from his throne to take on flesh, to dwell with us so we can become one flesh with him. And this is terrifying for so many of us who in our own flesh have misused this desire. And our experience of our sexual desire has been one of lust, one of shame, of guilt, and which left us with those and self-hatred. And this, this burning ache, this pain in us. And this is the key here that he is trying to, he, he allows those things to happen so that that opens us up here that for, for more, we're made for more, who is the more God, St. Augustine, right? Or St. Augustine, depending if you're Protestant or Catholic, right? Depending on, on the pronunciation. I lived in St. Augustine, Florida for a while. So from this here is like, you cried out, you, you shouted, you broke through my deafness. And he wants to do this. But the question is, will you drop the pride? Because there's two things. I'll add two for you on this. There's two things God can always work with. And it's humility, which it means not, oh, I'm terrible. I'm groveling. No, it's acknowledging who you are in the sight of God. And at root, you are a beloved son or daughter of God. That's who you are. And third, and second is, is honesty. Well, I'd be honest to recognize, like Sanctus Real proclaims in their song, I'm not all right. It's not all right. I'm not, I'm not in a good place. I am totally freaking broken, which brings us back to the church. Your church that you're involved in, right? Should not, is not a museum for saints. It better not be everything clean and things like that. It's a museum. It's a, it's a hospital for sinners as the old phrase goes, right? So where are you going to get these wounds healed? Because you're not going to find the answers in a bottle. You're not going to find the inside of a pill box. You're definitely not going to find it merely online surfing all night long in those images. You're going to go finding it with genuine intimacy. And God has that through Jesus Christ for you. We're speaking with Steve Picconi. You can find him at freedom-coaching.net, freedom-coaching.net. He helps set men free, women as well, from porn compulsion, porn addiction, culture of porn. If you find yourself in that culture and you don't see a way out, you don't see a light at the end of the tunnel, Steve may be the guy for you. That's his niche. That's his sweet spot. He gets to experience miracles in people's lives, as do I. God does the work. We just show up. We give the tools. How do we have the tools? Because we went first. That's what leadership is. You go first. Steve went first in his own life and got free, right? He did those two things. He gave God permission. He surrendered. In order to do that, he had to be humble and honest. 
he had a problem. It wasn't working. He wasn't the guy to do it on his own. He didn't have the strength. So if you find yourself in that, just know, let us speak a little inspiration into you. And if anything, if this episode gives you a new sense of hope, that's our goal. Don't ever feel like you're at the end. Like this is it forever. This will pass wherever you are, no matter how dark it is. I've been in those places where I could not see the light. People are like, just look at the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm like, there is no light. If you feel you're in that place, then leverage or borrow the inspiration from Steve and I right now. It's okay to borrow. And we're a body of Christ. We're meant to support each other. All right, Steve, what is the biggest um, tip or strategy that you give to your coaching clients to get them into freedom, to get them out of this enslavement, whatever it may be, into freedom. What's that? What's that one tool that my listener can use this week? A practical, actionable tool they can use this week um, to at least take one big step towards God and freedom. Sure. So we use a, we use an acronym in, in freedom coaching. The acronym is Blasted, and it stands for Bored, Lonely, Hungry, Angry, Stressed, Tired, Turned On, Emotional, and Depressed. Okay, not fun emotions. Okay, um, and so the way in which you ward off blasted, which again, remember, anybody who's into misusing their sexuality is driven by certain emotions. Okay, and emotions aren't bad or good; they're indicators. They're trying to tell you something. So the way in which to start to move toward what's really going to satisfy is the antidote to blasted, and we call it gratitude. Okay, you cannot be both blasted and grateful at the same time. It's psychologically impossible. I dare you try it. You'll drive yourself a little mad in, this, in the right sense. And the best, best news, Joseph, is we have the opportunity to choose which of these lives in our house. So instead of blasted living rent-free forever, time to start kicking it out. Give it the business. And so it's gratitude. So the very practical suggestion, I would say, make a list of 100 items that you're really, really grateful for. And again, it can be really simple. Probably in the room you're in, if I were in your room, I could look around and find a thousand things I could be thankful for, okay? Make it simple, write it down, make it count. And then every day, read that out loud for 30 days. And if you'll do that, really tap in, things will begin to shift. Will it be perfect? No, but it'll begin to shift and move forward. And so your start in your life is to be grateful. Why is it important that our listener read those out loud? Sure, old phrase. Where your focus goes, your energy flows. What are you focusing on? What are you making part of your life? So much of the things in our life, just take the one simple thing and look at the news. What mainstream media puts out, uh, social media, most of the stuff is negative. And it is driving us downward and keeping us locked in these loops here that we can't seem to break free. But when you start to focus on gratitude, what that brings you to is wonder. And it starts to open us up and we start to see the good things in life. And whereas so much in, in our life, right? Is, is trying to drag us down. When we start to open up and, and realize that life is more, then what happens is um, we start to realize the things that we were using for uh, as a coping mechanism is pornography and masturbation, all that lustful behavior is a coping mechanism to not deal with the real deal, the things that are gonna actually, these things are speaking to us that we wanna get deep into. And when we go deep into true gratitude, we start to find answers for life. And what also, Joseph, bringing back to your uh, full circle here in our conversation, right? What if I don't feel God? Start with gratitude because gratitude is intimately connected with God. All right, BC Nation. We're speaking with Steve Picorni. And what he's suggesting is, listen, if you ever feel lonely and you feel worthless sometimes, feel not good enough, right? He opened up how he used to feel when he was stuck in his porn. 
he felt not good enough. And that built up anger and resentment towards the opposite sex. Because none of us want to admit there's something wrong with us or we're a loser. So what do we do? We project it on the other person. Oh, there's something wrong with them. This way we don't have to look in the mirror and make changes. So if that's the case for you and you're feeling that way, the first thing is start with gratitude, Steve's saying. Just be grateful for the things. There's air in your lungs. You know, you're alive, right? You have family members. Even if there's broken relationships all around you, like what's one good thing? What is one good thing in your life? There's something. There's always something. Maybe it's you finally found this episode. You found this show that's speaking right to your heart right now. Hey, that's something to be grateful for. That's God reaching into your heart right now saying, it's okay. You're going to be fine. Turn to me. Look up. Stop looking horizontal. Look up. Up is where the answers are. And when you look up, God pours down. Then you look horizontal and all the relationships in your life, he heals, right? That's kind of how it works, right? From a very high level. All right. So Steve, um, we're about to head into my favorite part of the show. Uh, Welcome to the confession round. Bring it on. This is where, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready, sir? I am now. As he gulps the water. Okay. Steve, what's your favorite thing about God? Love. What's your least favorite thing about God? He is the hound of heaven. He is always demanding. <laughs> Back off. What do you, <laughs> never. We never let go. What are you most afraid of? Not doing the divine will of the Father. Got it. I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our lives. It's just part of being human. What are you currently struggling with right now, either professionally or personally? Not loving my wife the way that she deserves. That is honest. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. What did you spend way too much time doing this past year? Being on screens, doing Zoom meetings. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. What secret fear do you have about people? That they don't know their greatness enough. Mm, I get that. What do you wish you had learned sooner about God? That he wants all of me. That I don't have to, I don't have to, um, I don't have to pretend I just can be me. And then, and then also from that, that he wants, he won't leave me there. He wants all of me perfectly me. Got that. So he wants your brokenness too. Yeah. Oh gosh. All of it. It's terrifying. (laughs) That's actually what God wants first people. He wants your brokenness, the things you don't like about yourself. Uh, What is a new habit you want to create in your life? Ooh, I would like to be able to plan better. I'm terrible at planning, especially like vacations and things like that. Even meals. That's one thing I got it. I need to grow in that area. Well, listen, you showed up on time for this conversation. So good planning there, buddy. Um, what's a bad habit you want to break? Can I take action for what I just said? <laughs> um, I would interrupting. I I'm realizing I have a, a bad habit of not taking fully in what others having a presupposition and not being present. And again, it comes to the territory. I'm a coach. I, I know it all. I don't know it all. And I need to see where other people are coming from, slow down and, and allow space, like be comfortable with space. It's something I know that I, I've come a long way. I've got more to go. Mm, that's so good. For all you good coaches out there, you understand that good coaching is you speaking 20%, your client speaking 80%. It's all about listening. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Empowered, beloved son. 
I like it. Pick three words to describe who you were back when you were struggling with porn. Broken, false, lost. Mm. False. And last question, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends, your wife in the eye, and give them only one piece of advice about life, about eternity, about everything, what would you say to them? Pack light. (laughs) You simply need the love of God in your life. Pack light, BC Nation. It's a one-way trip to heaven. Any final wisdom, Steve? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about having a relationship with God, surrendering their addiction, giving them permission versus not? To quote who I call St. John Paul the Great, we are not the sum total of our mistakes and failures. We are the sum total of our Father's love for us and his capacity to do great good in us. So whatever your struggles, whatever your wounds, whatever hurts that you're swimming in, wherever you're at, be there. But give that all to Jesus Christ because he wants all of it and he can redeem everything and make all things new. Including you, BC Nation. What's the best way for uh, my listener to get in touch with you if they so choose? Maybe they want to work with you or at least find out more about you and what you're up to. What do you got for me? Awesome. So obviously our, our handle is Redeem Vision. So Instagram, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, I've got that there. But uh, f- the main page is freedom-coaching.net. We've also as a team have started our own podcast called the Redeemed Vision Podcast. You can check it out and uh, you'll, you can get an idea of all the other happenings. And there's a lot of growth that is happening with our work. Steve Bacorny, thank you for joining us on Broken Catholic. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, sir. Thank you, my brother, Joseph, an honor. BC Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your life without building faith in your business. If you want the business side of that conversation, I have another podcast called First 100K, where I interview successful entrepreneurs about how they made their first $100,000, because that's where I believe 90% of you are stuck and you can't break through. Go to first100k.com to find out how. I'm Joseph Warren. You were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day and I'll see you right back here next week.